Hello, and welcome to another episode of Prosecco and Ponies with Tony. I'm Tony, and I have a confession to make. Some people have no impulse control, and I am one of those people. So today, I am going to have a beverage, and I am going to present you with a couple of my favorite examples of times where my mouth and my lack of impulse control has gotten me into just a little bit of trouble. So <laughs> before I move on, I'm going to open this bottle of Prosecco because you know, this is Prosecco and ponies. Bear with me, you're gonna hear me make a bunch of noise and try not to spill on my keyboard. Okay. Oh girl, there she is. That's the money shot right there. Anyways, thank you to Bottega, who doesn't sponsor me, but I'm going to drink you anyway because you're delicious. My husband does a lot of, mo or most, I say a lot of, he does all of like fixing of the sound for me. So every time <laughs> I bump the keyboard or the desk, I know that I'm going to hear about it and I love him so much and he's so helpful. For doing that for me because I just don't have the um, concentration. <laughs> Sorry, Jared, I bumped it. Anyways, like I said, I have no impulse control and I also do a lot of speaking before thinking. I have lied to old ladies. I've told a person with a chondroplasia that I was going to put him in an easy bake oven. If you don't know what that is, he's a little person. <laughs> Uh, I got day drunk and I totally misheard the president of the company that I used to work for because she said what I thought that she said was I hope you have a tab lined up but what she actually said was cab and I've even called the RCMP on neighbors only to have my own fucking nana completely rat me out the next day. So I have always had sort of a lack of impulse control and a bit of a flair for the dramatic, and it started very early. Uh, when I was three or four, I used to live in an apartment with my mom, and I we sort of lived in one apartment, and then down the hallway, my Auntie Sherry and my Uncle Daryl, they lived there. So we were all in the same apartment building, but different apartments. And, you know, because this was back in the 80s and stuff was just a lot different back then, sometimes my mom and my auntie would leave the door, the door unlocked to each apartment so I could kind of wander back and forth down the hall from apartment to apartment. And <laughs> there was also an old lady that lived down at the end of the hall and I would kind of sneak off to go pretend like I was going to go see my auntie. But instead, I would go to the old lady's apartment and I would knock on the door and I would say, can I please have some cookies because my mom doesn't feed me. And so this lady always gave me cookies. I don't know where I came up with this. I don't know how I figured out that this was the way that you play old people for cookies, but goddamn, did it work. And so my mom could never understand why this old lady always was like, really angry with her and I guess it was because like she thought that I wasn't being fed because I specifically said that my mom doesn't feed me. I'm surprised nobody ever she never called the cops on my mom so I guess that's good. Anyways so it started very early. I've always sort of like had a little bit of flair for drama I guess and I just sometimes like I do stuff or say things without thinking and I know everybody does that but it seems to I just seem to escalate everything. I don't know why or how, but it just happens. So one of my favorite 
favorite shows on the planet ever was a show called Oz. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it ran for six seasons on HBO and the actors were amazing. It had Lee Turgeson and he played a character called Tobias Beecher. He was also in Point Break, which I just saw for the first time a little while ago. Uh, He was in Wayne's World. Also, it had Ernie Hudson who played, he was the warden of the the prison called Oz. Uh, He was the warden and he was in Ghostbusters and The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. He's like this cool old guy. And it also had Evan Seinfeld, who I loved, and he played a character called Jazz Hoyt. And Evan Seinfeld is this like big, tattooed, beefy human. And he used to be the singer for a band that I really liked called Biohazard. And coincidentally, he's also actually Jerry Seinfeld's cousin. I've never seen Seinfeld. I don't actually think I've seen a whole episode um, for unpopular opinions. I have lots of them, by the way, but I've never seen one unpopular opinion is that I think Seinfeld is stupid. And another one is I think that Oz, the show, would just beat the ever-living shit out of Orange is the New Black if it came out now. Like, I know that's a super unpopular opinion, but Honestly, Orange is the New Black is the fucking worst. It just is. I feel like the acting is terrible. The storyline is, ugh, no, just no thank you. I honestly think the only reason people like it is because like, oh, it's like hot girls and they have like Ruby Rose and like the blonde girl who plays like she was not bad and then she's like, fuck, whatever. Anyways, I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I have a lot of them. (laughs) So stay tuned. Anyways. So yeah, Oz was one of my favorite shows and Evan Seinfeld was a really great character in that. Like all of all of the characters were amazing and so well written and well done. But Evan Seinfeld, I was like reading somewhere on the internet that he was like married to Tara Patrick, who uh, is a porn star. And like, I'm not opposed to porn. I think when people are like, I hate porn. I think they're lying. I don't think anybody actually hates porn. Maybe you hate certain types of porn, but like, I don't think anybody's like, oh my God, unless maybe you're like a a good Christian Kathy, then maybe. But even then, they're like the dirtiest. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is I read, I was reading about Evan Seinfeld. He had just married Tara Patrick, who is a porn star, and that they had done a movie together. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, let's... Let's go find this movie. And this was like back in the day. I'm I'm assuming you can do this now, probably. Um, sorry, you probably hear snoring back in the in the background because I have my gain turned up pretty high on my microphone. And my dog Rosie is up here and she is going for gold. She's going for the gold star of snoring. Anyways, so I had read that Evan Seinfeld was in this porn with Tara Patrick, and I thought like, okay, well, obviously I I need to see this clearly. So I like went on and I tried to like, you know, do you remember you could like rent porn through cable? Like if you had whatever, if you had cable, you could search for adult movies. And I found it and I was like, oh my God. And all I wanted to do was just read the write-up because like, you know, I'm, I was curious, obviously, like, but I didn't want to pay $30 for a fucking cable porn because they're so expensive for some reason. I don't I don't know who's getting all this money from the porn. But 
anyways, for some reason, it's like so expensive. So I just wanted to like see it and like read the write up and be like, okay, he is actually in this. But then when I went to click out of it, it didn't give me a lot of options. It was like, do you want to watch this or cancel? And I thought that I was highlighted on the cancel so I could like get out of it. But I wasn't. And I just hit like, yeah. And then it just rented it automatically. And then I was like, well, now I have to watch it because I'm paying like $30 for this thing. And it was like, oh, it was hardcore anal. The whole thing, hardcore anal. And I like, if if that's what you like and that's what you're into, that is totally fine. And you just enjoy yourself. But that was too much for me. That just was way too much. Anyways, so that was maybe where a little bit of my impulse control got me. I wasn't in trouble. Like, obviously, nobody's going to, like, yell at me for that. But I certainly did not want to pay $30 to watch just a whole movie, 90 minutes of just ass pounding. <laughs> That's not what I was hoping for. Anyways, I watched it. Obviously, I watched that whole thing from start to finish because I fucking paid for that. And I am Irish Ukrainian. And if there's one thing that you should know about me, it's that I don't like to waste stuff. So I paid money for that. And I watched it start to finish more than once. So <laughs> there's that. Anyways, so another example of a lack of impulse control besides renting a hardcore anal porn that I didn't want to watch is I think if you listen to my first episode, you'll know that I used to work at an office and people like me are the reason that offices need to have an HR department (laughs) because I just, uh, sometimes I just don't think. I just say things They just come out and I think that I'm like being funny and maybe sometimes other people don't think that I'm being funny. One example of that was my dear, dear friend, Rachel. Oh, I still to this day, I feel so bad because it's the worst. It's the worst thing that you could ever do. It's so horrible. It's so bad. I don't know why I said it, but I just said it. So this girl, her name is Rachel. She's a very, very close friend of mine. She's near and dear to my heart. And she had just started working at the office and her and I, she's a very sarcastic person. I'm a very sarcastic person and we just, we hit it right away. And she, we sort of like had a little bit of banter going back and forth. And at one point, about a week maybe after her starting this brand new job, and I had been there for quite a while already, um, we were joking and she said oh, something, something, your mom. And she made a your mom joke. And I just for some reason, I just said, my mom's dead. (laughs) And like, just to like make her stop. But I didn't think about how horrible that was. I just said it. I was like, oh my God, my mom's dead. And then I looked at her like, wow, you asshole. And then what I did was I forgot to tell her to tell her that my mom actually isn't dead. And so for like two weeks, this poor girl was scared to come talk to me because she thought she'd like ruined my day When in fact, I was just a horrible asshole that doesn't think before they say something. So I told her my mom was dead and then I totally forgot to tell her like, oh my God, no, my mom actually isn't. My mom is alive and well and we're very close. So I I do that. That's, That's why people have HR departments. Another time there was another new person and he was training with me. And again, him and I, we still talk almost every single day. He's one of my dearest friends. 
His name is Kevin and he has achondroplasia. I don't know if I'm saying that achondroplasia. I'm hope hopefully I'm saying that properly, but he is a little person. Um, he's also paralyzed from the waist down, so he's in a wheelchair. So um, him and I, we definitely had really solid banter going back and forth from like the second that we met. So he was at my desk. Um, he again, he's super sarcastic. That seems to be the kind of people that can, they understand me the most. But he was at my desk training with me. I was trying to show him some things and he was just like being such a shit disturber. So at one point, I f- I just like threatened him and I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up right now, I'm going to put you in an easy bake oven. And then I laughed and he laughed and the people around us that heard this conversation were completely fucking horrified because he is a little person and I threatened to put him in a small easy bake oven. Um, So that's the kind of things, (laughs) those are the kind of things that I say and I don't mean to say it, it just comes out and I don't mean it. Yeah. Him and I have it. We have a we had a great time. There was also one time where he was going down the hall and he was just being an ass and just giving me grief about something ridiculous. And so I stood in front of him and because he is smaller, I when I'm standing in front of him, he's sort of at like waist height and I held onto his wheel of his chair and then I farted and I wouldn't let go. <laughs> so him and I are the reason that there are HR departments at companies. Kevin, if you're listening to this, I love you. I know you're probably going to get baked and listen to this later. So just know that I love you. <laughs> um, I think he'll laugh because we have a pretty we have a pretty good relationship. So I guess you just learn that there's some people that you can joke around like that with and some people you just can't. Um, and Kevin is one of those people that I can joke around with. And poor Rachel. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. And I did. I have told my mom that I told someone she was dead. uh, And she said that I was a bad person. So there's that. (laughs) Oh, I got into so much trouble at that office. There is also, I have another friend that works there. His name is also Kevin. And I used to just give him a really hard time. And one day... I would just yell at him and one day I he was sort of at someone's desk and I just out of my peripheral vision saw him and he was going to say something to give me a hard time and I just turned around and I said shut your mouth before I fuck it and then I realized that the president of the company was standing beside him because he was sort of like high up and had to he was with her all the time so I just I yelled it shut your mouth before I fuck it and and the president of the company was standing there um, staring at me directly into my eyes. So that was horrible. And my f- cheeks, I could feel just instant heat. <laughs> and then I think I ran away. <laughs> it's like, I should probably go back to my desk right now. But the president of the company, she's, I like to this day, uh, when I quit, which was a few years ago, I had worked there for almost nine years. And when I quit, I wrote her a letter about like how much I just respected her and appreciate how she built this company. And she just is somebody that I look up to very much. She's this really strong, fierce woman. One day I had told her, so we were moving offices from like a smaller office to a bigger office. Everybody that had moved their things had sort of ended up getting kind of the afternoon off. And so like, what do you do? 
if you're supposed to be working and you have an afternoon off, obviously you go and you get day drunk because what else would you do? And so a bunch of us that were done headed over to the restaurant bar that was like across the parking lot and the president came in and she saw us sitting at the table. Clearly nobody was sober. Like we were all like five drinks in at that point. And she said, oh, I hope you have... What I thought she said was, I hope you have a tab lined up. But what she actually said was, I hope you have a cab lined up. And so I being somebody that talks too much in an awkward situation, I was like, oh my God, yeah, we've had a tab for two hours. But that wasn't what she said. So that was, again, when somebody makes like a deep eye contact with you and they just look right into your soul to tell you that you're an idiot, that sort of is what I felt at that time. Anyways, I'm an HR nightmare, I guess, is the point of this. (laughs) So... Yeah. Anyways, the last example I have of my mouth getting me into a little bit of trouble. This one actually isn't my fault. Like I shouldn't have gotten in trouble for this, but I did. And it was Nana's fault. So years and years ago, my husband and I were at a family cabin and the whole family was there. Like my mom and my sister and my my mom's partner, stepdad and uh aunties, uncles, cousins, everybody, everybody was at this cabin. And my grandparents were staying just off the lake on somebody's property in like a little camper. And so that night, like we had all, you know, everybody had been fishing and drinking and swimming and barbecuing and doing all the things that you do at a cabin that has not really, you know, much else to do. And so everybody was going to bed and the cabin was full. Everybody's sort of spread out in sleeping bags and beds where they can find them. And the neighbors next door would not shut the fuck up. And these people are like, so where my grandparents used to live in where this cabin was, it's all country people. Like everybody's like a country bumpkin person. And so they are the kind of people that get songs way later than the songs have actually come out, you know, like that kind of, those kind of people. So they'll, if a song is popular in the city, a year later, it'll get to them. So this, there's a cabin beside us. They are having a fucking party. And I like, I'm not jealous because I wasn't invited. I'm not jealous. I didn't want to party with those people because they were just just, I don't know, country. They were country folk. That's so horrible to say because I grew up like half on a farm. But anyways, nothing wrong with country folk. I just didn't want to party with them and I was tired. So it's like two in the morning, three in the morning. Everybody in our cabin is trying to sleep and everybody at their cabin is playing the worst music over and over and over again. This, I'm going to tell you right fucking now, this is going to be the most unpopular opinion you've ever heard. And everybody, if you're not mad at me for telling someone my mom was dead when she wasn't or holding a small person's chair and farting and not letting them go anywhere, if you weren't mad at that, well, just hold on to your titties, Janice, because you're about to get real mad. So I hate the tragically hip. I know that that is the most un-Canadian thing I've ever said, and I'm sorry. If you like them, that's fine. Go ahead and like what you like. I just don't. I don't like them. I don't think they, they're they good. 
I'm sorry if you like them. I'm proud of you for being Canadian or whoever you are and just sticking out music that isn't great because I just don't like them. So they were playing this tragically hip song that New Orleans is singing, I think. And then after that, they would play this song called Get Down or something by this terrible, terrible boy group called Before Four. And the song was just like, if you get down on me, I'll get down on you. And it was over and over and over. And then they would play that three times and then they'd play like, if New Orleans is sinking, man, then I don't want to swim. And then it'd be like, swam! And that's all I would hear over and over and over. Get down on me, I'll get down on you. And then swam! And then they'd be, oh, they were just singing to it. And it was terrible. And I just wanted them to shut the fuck up. And so my husband and I are like, okay, let's just fucking shut this down. Because I cannot take this anymore. And this was like two hours after they only would play those two songs over and over and over and over and they were singing it and it just was awful. And this is so horrible, but we went and we drove to the little convenience store that was in the lake area because like this was way back in the day before cell phones. There was no cell phones like that was not a thing. So we drove to the convenience store and we had a quarter and we fucking called the RCMP. And if you're not from Canada and you don't know what the RCMP is, it's sort of is like it's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And so they're sort of like rural police, like rural cops. And so we called them and we told them that we had a baby and that our baby couldn't sleep because the neighbors were having a party. And then we told them what cabin we were at. Oh, my God. Everybody's going to fucking hate me after this podcast. Whatever. It's too late. It's already out there. So then we went back and, you know, about half an hour later, which is pretty quick in country standards, half an hour later, there's red and white lights, this party's getting broken up and we're just like, finally, we don't have to listen to the Tragically Hip anymore for the rest of the night and it's going to be magical. And then we had a great sleep. The next day, <laughs> the next day, uh, we wait, everybody wakes up and we decide to all take our cars and head over to where my Nana and Papa are staying. Nana is asking, you know, how our night was. And we tell them like, oh, we like called the cops on a party. <laughs> We're like, oh, my God, like, how old am I? Right. Like, that's the lamest thing ever. And then, you know what? I wouldn't probably do that now. Anyways, that's that's not the point. So we're telling Nana what we did. And she's like laughing because she thinks it's hilarious. And then later on, some other people show up to the campsite. And one of the people that showed up, uh, I happen to be related to, he's like a third cousin. He starts talking and he says like, oh, he was at a party and it got it got shut down by the RCMP. And my Nana, my own flesh and blood fucking ratted me out instantly she the second the story was out of his mouth about the RCMP she butts in and says oh I know who did that and then she points at Jared and I and just threw us right under the bus so it happens I guess (laughs) thanks Nana anyways (laughs) so on my list of unpopular opinions you can add hating the tragically hip threatening little people and telling people that my mom is dead. Oh my God. I'm so horrible. 
Oh, anyways, before I sign off, I know this was a little bit shorter, but I wanted to go through a couple things. So in the next few weeks, I'm actually going to be starting a new sort of spinoff of Prosecco and Ponies. It's the same thing. It'll be all the same thing, but I'm actually going to call this Mimosa Mystery Mondays. And you can hate that title if you want. I don't care, but I think it's clever. So I love mysteries. I love spooky things. I love horror stories. I love ghost stories. I love things that go bump in the night and talking about it. And literally nobody in my life wants to talk to me about this stuff. So I'll just talk to myself and then maybe somebody will listen to it and they'll want to talk about it with me. I don't know. But I'm going to do a new segment, Mimosa Mystery Mondays, and I'm just going to talk about my favorite mysteries and all things that go bump in the night. I'm going to have it out on Mondays and that way people will know if you're not interested in mysteries and if you don't like to talk about that stuff, then you don't have to listen to it and it will be called something different. So you won't have to, I don't know, guess about if something is going to be lame or not. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my rambles and my stories. Thank you for all of the support that I've gotten from everybody. I've gotten so many messages from people saying like, this is my Friday night. We like to have a glass of wine and listen or you made me laugh or it was nice to hear you or whatever. And I just really genuinely want to say thank you. I didn't expect that anybody was going to listen to this. I'm just doing it for myself, something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, And the fact that anybody gives a shit, I am just so honored, honest, genuinely from the bottom of my heart. I'm so so honored and I'm so grateful. So thank you. If you have any stories that you want to share with me that you would let me read on an episode of Prosecco and Ponies, I would love to hear your stories. I just want this to be about this podcast. I want it to be about truth and stories and random weirdness so we can all have a nice distraction from the shit that's going on around us. So If you have any stories that you'd like to share with me or that you want me to read or whatever, if you have any comments or suggestions or you want to just tell me that you think I'm a bad person for all those things that I do to my friends, you can email me at ProseccoWithTony at gmail.com. So Prosecco, P-R-O-S-E-C-C-O with Tony at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Prosecco and Ponies with Tony, or you can find me on Twitter at Prosecco and Ponies. Anyways, that is it. I hope you have the best fucking day and please don't hate me. I promise you I'm not a bad person. Sometimes I just say stupid things and don't we all? 